Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 283. Playoffs have started. We have highs. We have lows. We have bloggers thinking their team's done, and now they're back. People are, uh, it's, it's, it's chaos. Our YouTube channel is fucking popping off. We have so much shit to talk about. We're now above 150 subscribers on YouTube. Get a chance. Head over there. Uh, we're not just doing our podcast. We're also kind of coming up with different videos that Ken's kind of creating. I'm making sure that if something crazy happens, we're putting it out there. So for the most part, it's not all things hockey because it's just me doing it. I'm kind of busy sometimes, but I'm trying to get all the good shit out there that we can get. But this is your host, Ken. I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, what's going on, brother? Edmonton just got on the board. They may not be dead, Kenton. Don't don't turn off your TV yet, buddy. 3-1. Uh, yeah. 15 minutes left in the second. We're going to talk about all this. I'm actually really pumped for our three stars this week because I think it's going to be good. I think you and I have both been watching a lot of hockey, and I think that there's some underground players that might not get the limelight they, they deserve. Um, Are so you freezing kind of or am I freezing? I'm not freezing. I'm here. Can you not hear me? No, you just froze up twice on me. I think we're good to go. I feel right. I feel good about it. Yeah, we'll power um, through it, man. But everything everything going good on your end? Yeah, yeah. Well, after after today's matinee effort by the uh, Boston Bruins, everything's right in Brownie World. Uh, I, hate, I no, hate matinees, dude. I normally do, but I'll take today's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Linus Olmark's. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter saying that we'll get into the Bruins as we get to those series, but. Uh, uh, Someone was uh, was it Ty Anderson? It was a local writer. And he was saying that uh, Allmark's going for the season long Gordie Howe hat trick, and uh, I was like, "Hey man, it's in play. It's in it play is, still. It is in play." Well, we'll get into that, but let's just let's hop into it. We have a lot to All talk right. about. Wow, a lot to talk about. Mia Culpa's. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpa's with Cat and Brownie. What you want to say? Yeah, quick mea culpa update. I emailed her back. So we're on the board. Haven't heard anything back yet. I think we're doing a little cat and mouse right now. But uh, I did reach out. I've nice. been doing a lot of morning skate work, dude. We're getting a lot yeah. of shit up on the socials. We had a TikTok that had like fucking 3 million views or some shit like yeah, that. So crazy. Things are going good. Um, but yeah, mea culpas, dude. What, what do we got? Well, the, it's only two, really. The Terminator and Matrix. Remember, I was all excited how that was all linked. Yeah. Well, I was telling someone about this, and I'm like, yeah, Neo is John Connor's son. That he, You know, the son of – the." he's like, wait, his name's Anderson. I go, yeah. He goes, the father was Kyle – the father's last name was Reese. I go, wasn't his first name Reese? He goes, it was Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor. Where'd you get Anderson? I'm like, wah, wah. So I was very excited about that, and I, I feel like it may have been wrong. So, <laughs> Well, you know, you tried. Yeah. You hummed a high, hard one. You just missed the net. And then, uh, and then my other one is the other mea culpa. It was actually going to be a zero, but uh, I don't want to have. I hate having all zeros, and I don't want to bring that much negativity. So this is a PSA. I'm changing it. Go ahead. What? No, I'm ready for the PSA. I had my hand up. I was ready for it. Oh, uh, PSA for uh, homeowners. I'm working on a big job right now. I'm not going to say with whom or where. Okay. But the general contractor, in the nicest possible ways, is a fucking donkey. And uh, the general contractor is the guy that's supposed to manage, oversee the whole job. He hires all the subs. He does everything. The homeowner is just supposed to get updates from him and pay him. And that is it. This fucking dunce is trying to blame because he doesn't realize I'm friends with the homeowner. That's why they brought me in. He's trying to blame shit on me. He's like, oh, I had to wait for your painter. And I'm like, I told him to just go ahead. I can paint around him. So it. Listen, for, if you own a home, check your references, get estimates from multiple general contractors. And you know what? You can be your own general contractor because all it is is scheduling and lining up your subcontractors. And every general contractor pads every sub. So you'll save yourself quite a bit of money. Yeah. So fuck this guy. He is now in my notes in my phone of contractors to avoid on jobs. Fair so enough. there you go. All Just right. a little PSA for everybody. Pretty good May Culpa, dude. Yeah. Huh? Not too not too bad. Uh let's do NHL news, and then we're gonna break down some playoff series. Time to talk hockey. And I know how much you hate that like stop, so I have Kenton working on new graphics and shit. So I have one ready for I need to talk to him. I'll, I'll call him tomorrow. I have some stuff for him. 
So let's get into it. So Edmonton, players to notch 60 career playoff points in 38 games played or less. Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Leon Dreisaitl. I thought, I thought that was going to be a McDavid thing. Dry, I, dude, yeah, Dreisaitl, it's crazy. He's German, right? He's from Germany. Yeah. Like, you don't really get too many hockey players from there. And when you Marco get Sterner. one, he just happens to be like a fucking dynamic player. So. Yeah. Well, Stutzla, right? Isn't he German too? Uh, yes. Good call. So, when you get a couple of these high-end talents in, in different countries, then it starts to build up the pipeline. Remember Darius Kasparitis talked about that a little yep. bit when yep. we interviewed him. We did. Watch, out, watch your feet for those name drops. Yes, I like that. <laughs> um, pretty pretty cool, though. We're going to keep with that. Yep. Vander came since joining the Oilers. 0. 0.80 point per game regular season. Postseason points per game, 1.12. Big time Kane. <laughs> We were so hard on this guy, and rightfully so, right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, he deserved it. The fucking. But let me tell you what. Remember when they got him, and we're like, "This is never gonna work." Like, this is just more shit that Edmonton, because Edmonton was quite the shit show at that point. Yeah, this is one that we didn't see coming. Hand up, we were wrong. Uh, and Evander Kane, he's really carved himself quite the little career in Edmonton. Um, it seems like you're hearing less and less about his bullshit like personal type stuff. So good for him, right? Everybody kind of deserves to figure their shit out. And it kind of seems like he is. I mean, I don't, I'm not friends with him, so I don't really know what's going on in his life, but at least when you got a guy like McDavid in the locker room, right? Yeah, no. And I think, I think it's, it's, I mean, obviously a really, really high end talent, tough as fuck, dude. Like when he fights, he fights. Uh, I like the game he plays. Like I would definitely take him on my team. The, the player I would take on my team. Not the normal. Anybody is going to chip in for a cup. If you give me Stanley Cup, I'll fucking take you. So it's that's, that's <laughs> how I am. But kudos on him. Bad Edmonton in the Connor McDavid area. The oil is two and ten in playoff overtimes. Not good. Not good. Not Captain Clutch. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not Captain Overtime. Anyways. <laughs> so players with postseason goals with multiple teams, uh, six. This is New Jersey Devils. Doug Gilmore, Matt Cullen, Jason Arnott, Mike Sillinger, Brian Smolinski, and Eric Halla. Eric Halla. They've scored with six teams. Yeah, he's quite the little fucking rat, that guy. Uh, I like him. Finish. Never didn't know that. I had to look it up. Um, AHL playoff game between Laval and Utica. Kirsten Welsh is working lines, making her the first woman to officiate an AHL playoff game in league history. Stick taps to her. Yep. Uh, Calgary Flames. Brad Tree living in the flames have mutually parted ways. So has that been the biggest 180 on a general manager in the last 10 years? How fast that ran he he wore on his welcome. Yeah, I mean everyone I was really, saying he he won GM of the year this summer, remember, with those trades. We said that. Yes. Yeah, every, a lot of people, not just us. Yeah. Uh so he's gone. Um, I don't know what the flames are gonna do. It seems like there's definitely a disconnect between the players, management, coaching. Uh, and it seemed like he just be, he was the guy that kind of, you know, got the boot. So, um, I also, I forget who it was. I think it was Mackenzie Weger. He's on the flames now. Right. Cause he was on bitching about the saddle dome. Yeah. Bitching about the rink and that they need a new rink and shit like that. And it was kind of funny. Do you remember last year when he walked into the locker room, they had like the video and it's, it's like, yeah. eh, nah, nah. <laughs> um, Brad Martian on head coach, Paul Maurice, Florida. He will probably quit as the coach of the Panthers before the series is over, just like he quit in Winnipeg uh, midseason. This was in response to Maurice's comments about embarrassing the Bruins. So I guess those were real comments. Yes, that was a real comment. <laughs> That's good for him. Uh, six all-time uh, in wins as an NHL coach. They put that yeah. stat up today. I had no idea about that. Yeah, that was that was a wild one. I didn't I didn't see that one coming. No. Uh, more Boston's in Anochara. He ran the Boston Marathon and finished the race in under four hours, maintaining a sub eight minute mile for the entire course at 46 years old. Um, I mean, it's really not that hard. What I got to do is probably take like what four or five strides and things done. So, uh, but still pretty cool. I thought it was cool how he and that was the uh, that was your first playoff game that day, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, it was the it was like the 10th anniversary of the marathon bombing as well. And uh, they uh, they played the Bruins goal song when he crossed the finish line. He might kind of a cool thing, dude. He might be like one of the most interesting men in the entire world, right? Like thinking about it, the languages he speaks, where he came up, like all this types of shit. Like and he's you call Bergeron the perfect human. Char is fucking damn damn near the perfect human as well. So Oilers scored again, three two. Oh god, they're coming back, Kenton. Yep. Stop, gri- Ken, stop gripping it so hard, bud. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo. This is kind of crazy. I I don't know how you find these stats. 
This is how long Craig Anderson's played in the NHL. The first goal ever scored on him was assisted by Adam Holtz and uh, Phil Owsley is on the ice. So remember, remember he retired six times, Craig Anderson. Guy's beauty. So are you sure I'm not freezing? Because you keep freezing. No, you're good. Just All keep right. going. I'll let we'll you know if there's going. issues. All right. Um, NHL playoffs. So now we're going to kind of get into the Eastern Conference. We're going to start with your Boston Bruins. Hold on. Since the purple bucket hat is toast. Okay. My buddy Keith gave me this because he heard the podcast. And as soon as I came over and saw him the other day, he goes, get rid of that fucking purple hat because they lost the first day you had it. So this is what he gave me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did Look he buy at that, that. Or is that just laying around in his basement? I have no idea. It doesn't smell like his basement because his basement's pretty ripe. But shout out to my buddy Keith. This is the uh, the new Bruins hat. The new Bruins hat. You guys are going to rally around that until, I don't know, we're going to see what ends up happening. I mean, it, it was kind of a, a touch and go thing. You Bruins fans, I'm going to say it, you were in a panic. You might not fucking admit it, but you and Hal were mildly a little, a little bit panicked by the performance that they put on. And what game was it? Game two. Game two. Um, they played the worst game of the year out of all 82, quite easily. possibly. So game one, Boston won 3-1. Game two, Florida won 6-3. Boston was able to rebound and take two in Florida. They won 4-2, and then today they won 6-2. Uh, I put a reverse jinx on Taylor Hall. I don't yep, know if you guys remember that in our group yep. He leads the Bruins in playoff goals with four. Dmitry Orlov, uh, trade deadline pickup. He has five assists, and Taylor Hall is leading your team in points. He's got seven of them. Bertuzzi uh, with six points in four games. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's looked really good. This has been an interesting series, man. Like, there's definitely no love lost. Um it's been a high hitting McAvoy's just hitting everybody. <laughs> like he he is and he probably should be on the map anyway. Original six team, big market. And I just I'm telling you how I feel. Just I see the league a lot. His name's not really ever mentioned with top defensemen. It is by you guys because you're Bruins fans and like you watch him every time. I'm hoping that this playoff run starts getting him the credibility that he deserves because he he's a game changer on the back end. Not only because he can pitch in offensively. But he's he's a motherfucker to play against. So he's looked really good. And he, he hunts contact. You know, <clears throat> yeah. he looks for contact. But the thing is, he doesn't get the he doesn't get the love for the Norris, but in every team USA thing, he's always in the top four. Yeah, no, for so, sure. And you know, and this isn't a new thing either. If you remember, I think it was back in the bubble when he fucking killed Jordan Stahl. Like this yeah. guy's he he likes throwing the body around. Um, I mean <laughs> they're the fucking bees and and there might've been a little bit of a panic cause they did play the worst game. Like that was really, really bad. And I don't think they particularly played a good first game either. Like I thought that well, they, they won with a C plus game is what everybody yeah. was saying after game uh, one. You so know, it was and, a C plus game, C plus effort. And they still won. The highlight of the game was Bertuzzi stealing cousin stick yep. in game one. Um, they, there was a lot of talk after tonight's game by a number of players saying in, in everybody alluded to playing between the whistles only. Mm-hmm. And I think it was telling because it's clearly the mindset is that Florida, you know, they're the eighth seed. They want to muck it up. They want to get on the power play. They want to drag players down. Marshawn does not. I mean, uh, Gudis dry humped him for a good 30 seconds and Marshawn didn't even respond. Doesn't have a single penalty minute the whole series where the way it's going five years ago, Marshawn would have had two 10 minutes already. Yeah, no, for sure. And they are playing and you can see because Kachuk's a rat. You already kind of yeah. knew that. And but like I've seen him go at Coil a few times, and Coil just kind of like laughs it off. Um, I'm trying to look this up really quick. No, oh, when, when did you see? I don't know if you saw when we were, we were texting during this when Kachuk cross checked Hathaway at the end of the period and got him in the kidney. Well, Bennett on the reverse angle, Bennett came out and gave him a quick cup check when he was in the bottom of the pile. Yeah. So, so Sam just, Bennett, Sam Bennett is to me probably Florida's most important player. Obviously, Kachuk played very well, but Bennett has been great. Longberg's been not a factor. No. Speaking of not a factor, in three games played, only two assists. The most underrated player in the league, Alex Barkov, just not doing anything. Yeah, that's what I said. Did he go? I said to that to you guys today. Did he go from underrated to overrated in the span of twelve months? Yeah, it's it's. You can make it, the argument. <laughs> it's kind of concerning, honestly. It wasn't something I think any of us really expected. If you look, if you look at his stats in the playoffs, twenty nine games played, six goals, seventeen assists for twenty three points. I mean, not everybody's going to be a point per game player, but. In a series where you're playing the best team ever, right? Like you could argue, to not show up as the captain, yeah, it's it's just not good. Um, 
So I don't know. I thought maybe Bobrovsky would have given them, you know, a little bit of a spark. It clearly didn't work out the way that we thought it would. It, the, well, Bobrovsky played just like I thought he would play. Yeah. And uh, hand up. I was wrong about Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle's looked really, really, really good for you guys. I think everybody- no Bergeron, no Krejci, and they lost Olmark for the last four <laughs> minutes when he got tossed, and they still got the dub. So I don't know if it was in our text, but I was talking to Hal. He, I think he thinks Olmark might be a little bit hurt, a little bit banged up. I don't know if that's a thing that's actually happening. That They're just- saying he's been a game-time decision for the last few games. So, And I would think, based on how he's playing, there's something going on with Pasternak as well. But I don't know that for certain. That's just yeah. my own guess. Yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, the Bruins are up three one in the series. Do you have anything else? No, they can uh, sw- they can uh, wrap it up on Wednesday night. They get a nice little break. I don't know why they did that, but it worked I out did, for me. I saw that too. The Rangers don't play for a bit after uh, tomorrow as well. So yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, I'll take it. Um, all right, so that's what we got for the Bees and the Panthers. So now we're gonna go oh, over to the one top. last thing about the Bruins. I forgot uh, that that quote unquote hit of Noshik that Stahl had poopy pants about. Dude, I don't think he hit him. I think Stahl dove and tried to sell that and then had to play the part the whole way back. I think yeah. the Stahls might be the biggest fucking crybabies in the league. So <laughs> Mark Stahl getting Mark Stahl getting out by Brad Marchand today was pretty funny. I thought uh, that was pussy. Good. Yeah. Um, all right. We're gonna go Toronto, Tampa. So game one, Tampa Bay pumped Toronto seven three. Game two, Toronto pumped Tampa Bay. Wow, well, Tom pumped Tampa Bay seven to two. Then game three. Uh, Toronto won in overtime, 4-3, Morgan Riley goal. Uh, Tavares has three goals. Marner's got six assists. Marner leads the team in points with eight. Samsonov has an 878 save percentage. Not no bueno. <clears throat> but with the also, Lightning. No, no Eric Sharanak for the rest of the series and no Hedman for a game and a half. There you go. Uh, Perry looks that he's got three goals, couple assists, five points. He's leading the Lightning right now. Vasilevsky, 0.853 save Leaky. percentage. A little bit leaky. We talked about that. Nope. So some moments that happened in this series, uh, the Tanner Janot, Luke Shen fight, I thought was fucking nails, dude. <laughs> like those were a couple big boys going at it. Luke Shen, uh, man, I, he's starting to grow on me a little bit. I well, will say he's that. He's tough, dude. He's yeah. a Western Canadian boy. He's, he's, tough. A, he's a solid D. He's not flashy, and he'll stick up for his teammates, and he'll throw the hit when he can. Yeah. Um, and then, I, I mean, we, we have to talk about the Riley hit on Braden Point. Um, yeah. Dangerous play. I just I thought that that would have been a little bit more under the uh, magnifying glass. I think like it was just Toronto. And point point ended, up coming back. <clears throat> point ended up coming back, which was insane. But all hell breaks loose. Kucherov grabs Riley. Sheldon Keefe went to the media today saying dude, that the, this the, fucking guy someone needs to get in front of him and say stop doing this. Yeah, he he said that the Lightning do a pretty good job manipulating the refs. He he mentioned the vet that when Stamkos so Stamkos ended up fighting Austin Matthews, um, and as you can watch the video, it, everything's kind of calmed down. Matthews actually has I think he has two three sticks in his hand, like picking up his teammate sticks. Because I mean, why why wouldn't you do that in a big scrum? Like why wouldn't you be fully prepared? Stamkos comes over, gives him a couple pops, and then all hell breaks loose. Um, Stamkos feeds him a couple times. They go down. As this is going on uh, afterwards, Tanner Janot is telling Shen, hey, we're going again. There's Beacon back and forth. Patty Maroon gets involved. And I think Shen said you're irrelevant. And Brandon Hagel's like, he hit him? He's irrelevant? Because, I mean, he did just win three cups in a row. So um, He was chirping nice with a, a woman in uh, when he was in the penalty box. He was barking back and back, back and forth with a fan. They kept saying... Pat, Patty Maroon's into with a fan, and then the guy was like, "It's a woman." And uh, Phil oh, yeah, Esposito. Phil Esposito. That nobody talked about that. He's like, he's talking to this fat broad, and nobody yeah. said anything about this. <laughs> I think it's just because he's grandfathered in and just being like Phil the old Esposito, dude that's not going to yeah. change. But yeah. that I thought that was kind of crazy. Some dude <laughs> tried fighting Tanner Janot in the box. That was a, that was a big lady in the room. yellow there. And then Kyle Dubis getting into the getting into it with Lightning fans. So other well, idiots. Here's my thing, like. What are Leafs fans can bitch all they want, show class, dude. I want my GM fucking doing that. I would want my GM being like motherfucking the other team, especially after a play like that when everything's fucking popping off, emotion is involved. I'd rather have my GM being like, go fuck yourself than just kind of sitting there. But he's not saying go fuck yourself. He's up there holding up Corsi stats and, you know, yeah, in game analytics and, you know, all that stuff. And I got the numbers right here. You know, I can just hear him, you know. 
I did see something on Twitter today. Uh, I think the last four series the Leafs have had in the first round, they've gone up 2-1, and they're like, does history repeat itself? Oh, really? so that can be something that, you know, <laughs> keep your head on a swivel about that. But That's great. Um, this has actually been a pretty entertaining series, I think, so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good teams going back and forth at it, and it's – I don't know what's going on with Vasilevsky. I think the Lightning were a little bit more dangerous when he was, like, the dude, and, like, he's still – Actually, I can't say he's playing great. He doesn't have 53 save percentage, but um, just something to think about. I mean, obviously the loss of plot, uh, <clears throat> veteran guy who was there, and the loss of McDonough kind of, you know, yeah. showing up a little bit. But um, I, I don't know. It's I think it's I think the Leafs are going to implode. I just they do it every fucking year, so I I wouldn't wouldn't doubt it. I tell you what, if they fucking lose Game Four, it, it'll be a full planet going on in Toronto. So oh yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I would consider that must watch. <laughs> Do you have anything else with this series? No, no, we covered everything. Uh, Tavares in that in this in game two with the hat trick, that was a big step up moment. I like Tavares, like dude. I think he plays yeah. the game the right way. I thought he was more of a dangerous player when he was on the Islanders, but like, if he's your captain, I feel pretty good about that. And Ryan O'Reilly, right? That's why you got him. He scores, yeah. scores to tie it up. He's been involved in everything. He was involved with that Stamkos Austin Matthews fight. Um, yeah, I mean, he just he does what he does. Uh, yeah, anything else? No, no, that's it. Right. Still three to two. I was just looking. <laughs> um, Carolina uh, Islanders. So Carolina has a commanding three to one series lead. Game one, Carolina won two one. Game two, Carolina won four to three in overtime. There was a a missed uh, high stick. I think it was on Mayfield. Bad. Johnson. Bad. Uh, and they end up going in. I think Jesper Fast ended up scoring the winner. Game three, the Islanders come back. They win 5-1. And then game four, they lay an egg. Carolina five, Islanders two. Sebastian Ajo has two goals. Brent Burns has five assists. They're, they're tied with uh, five points. 9-15 save percentage out of anti Ronta. You like to see that. Yeah, uh, nice bounce back for him. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Palmieri, two goals, two assists, leads the team with four points, a 942 save percentage out of Sorkin. So he's doing everything that he can. And I mean, dude, like, if you look at it, Carolina scored five, four, two, and one. So they're giving up a shit ton of shots, I would think. Uh, we talked about the high stick. It's just the Islanders don't have it, man. They just, they don't. And Bo Horvat, where the fuck is he? I think he scored his first goal today, shorthanded in a 5 2 game. Thanks for coming, dude. Like, thanks for finally showing up. The Islanders really have disappeared, both of them. It, yeah, and Barzell's diving. It's it, you know, <clears throat> I just hate Islanders fans. Like I hate Carolina fans. Like you know that because of the clapping and shit like that. But yeah. as as a team that's potentially going to play the winner of these two series, I know that the Islanders don't look good right now. But I still think I'd rather take Carolina just because we beat them last year. They don't have Shvetchnikov. They don't have Tamo Teravainen who broken hand broken, broken hand off of a yeah. slash, which I think is hilarious because when George Peros became the department of NHL player safety, dude. He came out and he said, listen, like I'm going to be finding the little plays behind the play. Like I played the game, the slashes, this shit, you get slashed on the hand, you break a hand. You think you'd get something like, and you there think. was nothing, nothing there. So <laughs> fuck that guy. Oh dude, we missed something with the Toronto series. Michael Bunting getting suspended three games for the hit on. Oh Eric. yeah. Forgot about that. You're right. Three games. That's huge because in the regular, like, this is playoffs. It's always kind of different playoffs to regular season, but the fact that he only he got three games, that's like a six-game suspension in the regular season. That was kind of – and to be honest with you, I didn't even think it was that bad. Like maybe a game. I didn't think it was fucking three games worth. I think it's his reputation did a lot of it. Could be. I wish we would have fucking had that back then, but we'll figure it out. Um, do you have anything else with this this series? you watch any of it? No, I, I'll get to it my zero, but I, I, I can't. Well, no, nobody get... watches this series. This is a series. This is literally one of the – how many series are there? There's four, eight, eight, eight series. This is the one series that I think people just don't watch. Yeah, it's this. The only other thing I had on this was that uh, this was – to was it game four was Carolina's first uh, road playoff win in eight years. Is that real? So, for whatever that's worth. Damn, I didn't know that. They talked about how anti Ranta wasn't winning on the road and they thought about going to somebody else, but he looked good today. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to get it eventually, right? Yeah. You do. Uh, Rangers Devils. <clears throat> so, game one, the Rangers won 5 1. Game two, the Rangers won 5 1. Uh, game three, the Devils won 2 to 1 in overtime, a Dougie Hamilton goal. 
Uh, Hughes has two goals. Brad has two assists. The leading point guy on the Devils has two points. That's Jack Hughes. Uh, this Schmidt was on a penalty shot too. Yeah, don't forget this Schmidt guy. Let's talk about him. He had nine. He has a nine seventy two save percentage. He played one game. He played pretty good. Uh, yep. I would say that there were a couple shots Mika's advantage had had on the power play that were like some pretty good saves. But other than that, like Ray Ferraro was talking about how this guy was like Marty Brodeur and like, dude, he, he stopped the puck. I'll give him that. But it wasn't like grade a scoring chances. Like Panarin missed the net a few times. I, I just, he played good. I'm giving him kudos to that. Like you came in, dude, you weren't expecting that you're going to play in this series. You came in, you got your win. Cool. But the fact that everybody's blowing this guy, like he's fucking Marty Brodeur is insane. Well, I think the the things that go with it was that he's the first rookie goaltender for the devil since Brodeur to come in the playoffs like that. Um, his, his side, his lateral movement, he doesn't overcommit. So he seems very calm and collected in the, in the cage. Um, and you know, they got to push a storyline. They need a storyline. And for this guy to come in with only 26 games played in the NHL is a pretty good story. You know, I think if I'm a devil's fan and I'm down two one in this series and Jack Hughes only has two points, I feel pretty fucking good that we're only down two one. And game three, like, okay, I'm going to talk about the Rangers really quick. Chris Kreider, five goals. Adam Fox, six assists. Fox leads the Rangers with six points. Igor Shosturkin, a 9.50 save percentage. Pretty decent. Um, game one game one and game two, it just looked like the Rangers had been in the playoffs before and the Devils had it. Like, I don't think the Devils knew what type of system to play. I thought that they thought maybe it was going to be a lot more free-flowing. The Rangers defensemen, they, they played simple. They got the puck out of the zone. Rangers were chipping pucks in deep. When they had a chance to get to the net, they'd get to the net, and it was just over and over and over again, right? Game three, I think they made an adjustment, and to be completely honest with you, it was a coin flip. Like, if you look at the advanced numbers or whatever, that game could have went either way. Uh, it, it sucks that they didn't win on home ice. We got a big game coming up tomorrow. Whoever wins tomorrow, I think is going to be in the driver's seat. So it's it's going to be it's it's a I don't call it a must win, but I'm calling it a must win for the Rangers. They need to, <laughs> they, they need to fucking take this home. But I just said if I'm a Devils fan and I'm a, and I'm only down two one and Jack Hughes only has two points, like okay, we can kind of rebound from this. Mika's been a jad. Where the fuck are you, dude? He does this every year. Like okay, we're ready for you to score goals now. Can we can we start doing that, please? Tarasenko's <laughs> looked fucking great, dude. Uh, he's had a few goals. Patty fucking came. That wrist game. shot, that wrist shot goal that he had in game two. You, you mean the backhand when he fucking went in and went backhand shelf? Is that's probably what you're talking about? Was three point nine? And let me just talk about this donkey Pasha, this like spitting chicklets fucking asshole. Here's the thing. He's just doing it for fucking clicks. The Rangers fans need to calm down. Like, this guy's delusional. He doesn't actually mean the shit that he's saying. There's not a single person on planet Earth that actually thinks Patrick Kane would not help out a hockey team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, he's called Showtime for a fucking reason. And if he actually if he actually believes that, he's, he's generally not, like, genuinely not worth your time or breath or anything along those lines to even talk about. This is the only time we're going to talk about him. Like, he's a fucking loser. So don't worry about that. Um... Yeah, we're going to see Igor's played really well. Our defense has played really well. Barkley Goudreau's had a fucking rough couple games. We're hoping that we can get a rebound from him. Um, Timo Meyer going at Igor Shosturkin's leg, dude. What a fucking rat play. I'll tell you what, he wasn't going to be a guy that I thought I was going to hate by the end of the series, but I, he needs to get his face caved in. Uh, I'm still waiting for a Jacob Truba bomb. It'll probably happen. Uh, we can talk about Ryan Lindgren going for fucking short side because that was incredible. Uh, that was a nice goal. I feel good about it. The Rangers, again, it was a coin flip. They're playing really good playoff hockey. They're playing like a team that's been in the playoffs before. And that, for me, I'm okay with that. And and after the game one, they interviewed Kreider. He's like, game two is the most important game that we got to do. After game two, he's like, game three is the most important. They're there for business. Like, like I, I keep putting out this, we're on to game three, like dressed up like Bill Belichick tweets that I'm doing because it's a business trip for the boys. And it's nice to see that is like their mindset. Like they're just there. They're going to fucking play their game. They're going to move on. They're not too high, not too low. They're taking positives They're taking negatives or doing what they got to do to win a game. So do you have anything else? Oh, Adam Fox is the best defenseman in the league. That's the <laughs> only other thing I have for you. For the, uh, for the counterpoint, I would recommend if you're a fan of watching someone's emotions play out in real time oh, yeah. on social media, follow our New Jersey devil writer, Pat Booth. It's, Pat, how many? I'm trying to see one, two, three. I think it's Pat Booth with either five or six zeros. 
I mean, uh, five or six O's in the middle of Booth. It goes Booth. Uh, he is, his emotions are on his sleeve and on his Twitter timeline. It is. It's pretty funny. It's awesome. It's awesome. He's like, you know, Dougie Hamilton is more impactful than Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Gandhi, MLK, and Nelson Mandela combined. I mean, he has two points. Tip of the, he, he, has, tip of the he, has, he has two points this series. Yeah, but it was uh, it was the I'm sure that was after the OT. You yeah. know? <laughs> but that was after he was ready to burn all his devil's gear like three hours prior. So game three, I thought this was interesting. I might have to get boots. Um feedback from this but the devil scratched miles wood and i, I thought he was injured i thought i read he was injured i think he was scratched wow i like miles wood i do too but i see a lot of devils fans don't like him so if he wants to be on the rangers i'd be completely okay with that um but yeah, yeah. that was eastern conference do we is everything kind of going to plan you think I what think so. Mean? I thought I thought Toronto Tampa was going to be. A oh, tight oh I thought you were talking time wise on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I think so. The like, I wish I could have taken back my Islanders thing. Like we saw it in real time when I understood that Pierre Engvall was on their second line. I knew I fucked up. Um, if I would have known <laughs> that, I probably would have changed that. Actually, you tried um, to change it. We wouldn't let you. Tampa Toronto. We knew that was going to be a hard fought series. We know that it's going to inevitably end with a Toronto letdown. Shout out to Sammy Hill, who's fucking just mixing up blogs and popping them out after game. Same with Booth. Same with fucking uh, Richie, our Minnesota guy. I am going to write uh, at the end of the series. I'm going to do what you do. I just, dude, I'm just trying to get as much content out as possible. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not right. Unless wild bill, if you're listening, if you want to start fucking doing some day, game ones, you can do that. But um, somewhere, somewhere <laughs> out in the New York metropolitan area, wild bill just put down his Jaeger bomb and went, I just feel a disturbance in the force. I know I'm in. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like everything's kind of going to according to plan. I, yeah. uh, I, I don't know, man. In I the like Eastern it. Conference. I, I, I barely ever give you Boston guys shit. Like I always kind of support you guys, and I shouldn't because you guys are not like that with me at all. I don't know if you ever noticed when we do Boston and Rangers recaps, I'm always asking you a question about the Bruins. I go crickets. Like it's just it's just how it falls. Well, you is. you have way more to say than I do typically. No fucking way, dude. I say like three things, then you talk about the bees for like 25 minutes on top of. Oh, Connor McDavid put up 100 points this year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But you know who's cooler? Patrice Bergeron. Like that's, well, that's yeah, I like to sprinkle it throughout the podcast. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but Eastern Conference, I think, has been pretty good. We're going to see what happens next. <clears throat> you got to love, as a Bruins fan, the fact that Tampa and Toronto are just beating the shit out of each other. So, like, that's playing well for you guys. Um, We're now going to move on to the Western Conference. You good with that? Yeah, I turned off the game, but Hal just texted and said that the Oilers tied it up. Oh, Jesus I was Christ. afraid that the TV on the Fubo down here was interfering with the with the internet. That's why I kept freezing. I, I don't know. Are you good now? Do you think you're you're good? Oh, we'll see. All right, Western Conference start: Colorado Avalanche, Seattle Kraken. Game one, Seattle won three to one. Nobody saw that coming. Seattle shocks the world. <laughs> yeah. Game two, Colorado wins three two by the skin of their teeth. Game mm-hmm. three, Colorado wins six four. Still a pretty tight game. McKinnon decided to fucking show up. He's like, okay, put the boys on the back. The shit that he was doing in game three was insane, bro. Insane. I think Seattle scored the first two goals in that game. Yeah, I, Seattle, and we kind of talked about that. But Colorado ran in three goals, lacking in three assists. Brandon's got four points. Your boy Georgiev that you said that was going to be fucking sick at eight ninety eight save percentage. So not. That. <laughs> um, Seattle, Schwartz, two goals, Schultz, three assists, Schultz, four points, a 917 save percentage by Philip Grubauer. This is something I think we might have dropped. So Colorado won the cup last year, correct? Correct. Was Grubauer their goalie last year? You mean Georgiev? No, Grubauer. This is Colorado? Yes. No, it was Kemper. Kemper. Okay, 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 okay. So, but Grubauer used to be on the abs, or am I making that up? Are you doing a bit? Are you doing a bit here? I'm not doing a bit. I'm not doing oh. it. Wasn't, wasn't Grubauer on the abs for a little bit? Was he the backup? I don't know. We have to look that up because I think that was a storyline that we dropped the ball on. Because when I saw that he was in net for Seattle, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was on the abs before. I, I This might be a very, very live mea culpa. But I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Because then I was like, maybe he's playing against his old team. Got a little bit of a swagger. Look that up as we kind of go on. But um, I think we can kind of agree that Seattle is – not fucking around. They're not laying over. They're not just letting their belly get rubbed. 
Um, it's just, I mean, Colorado is going to take this series, but it is nice to see a, a team like Seattle who just kind of came into the league a few years ago. Really? I mean, they're fast. They hit they're, they're, they're kind of all over the place. Do you have that stat for me or no? I'm looking right now. Um, I do like one of the highlights for me out of this was, uh, when, uh, Tanner scored the shorty and then, and then blew, blew the crowd, crowd, a, qu- a kiss. Yep. I love that. Um, fucking Vince Dunn, I think played really well. Yes. Uh, McKinnon's all over the fucking place, man. He he is so dynamic and the shit. He's just explosive as fuck. Like he has, he has like that McDavid factor where he gets the fuck. You're like, oh god, not good for me. But <clears throat> you're still looking this up, I believe, because I'm. Havel Francois was the backup. Okay, so maybe I was way wrong. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, so no man culpa. But I thought. Uh, I think Seattle kind of has cool jerseys. Does that make me soft? No, I like them as well. And I think like we talked about in the preview, you mean how their pace of play and the way they roll, they can skate with Colorado. They're kind of built to compete with Colorado, you know, in a weird way. Yeah. 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 This is, this is a, if you're just a regular hockey fan, you just love watching hockey. This is a series I would say to tune into because it's going to, you're going to see some players that you don't really never really heard of or whatever, but everybody's fucking chipping in. You still got McKinnon. Ranton, yep. McCarr, the second best defenseman in the league. It's 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 pretty good, um, and it's the color schemes of the two teams is aesthetically pleasing. It's aesthetically pleasing. So, um, Dallas that. Stars, Minnesota Wild, uh, game one. Minnesota. Listen, if Dallas. you're a hockey fan, this is a series to watch. Yeah. Holy shit! Game one, Minnesota beat Dallas three to two. Second overtime, Hartman scored. Hartman's on a bum leg, and he kept playing. He ended up scoring. I thought that was sick. Game two, Dallas pumped Mini seven to three. Game three, Mini pumped Dallas five to one. And then tonight, Dallas beat Minnesota three to two. I was at hockey, so I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, I saw I, most of this game tonight. It was a good game. Love this Minnesota Wild team. Same. I just really, really, really do. They are a team that I would not want to play in a seven game series. And it's more or less because I just want my like team to be like not have a thousand broken bones. The Minnesota Wild make you a fucking earn it, dude. And it's it's fun to watch. They uh tonight they got fucked by the refs. There were two calls on Felino that shouldn't have been penalties, and Dallas scored on both uh power plays. Think if you don't admit that, then you are such a homer. Um says the guy in a fucking scally cap Boston Bruins yeah. yellow and black hat that he's just fucking <laughs> rocking. Dallas which uh, barely fits my dome. Rope, um, Rope Hintz has four goals, Haskin and five assists. Rope Hintz has eight points, a 909 save percentage out of Jake Ottinger. Hartman, two goals, Nyquist four assists, Hartman four points, and a 961 save percentage out of Gustafson. Um okay, kind of a weird move. You win, you win three two. That Gustafson kid fucking played real well, and then you go to Flurry. I didn't know I First off, I was not fully in. I thought Fleury was just going to start. So this whole Gufson thing, again, I, I watched primarily Eastern Conference. So nice to know that this guy exists. Uh, I don't know why he would have done that, but whatever. I don't know. It's it's a good, it's a fun series. Dallas is fast. I haven't seen much of Niels Lundqvist. Is that kid even fucking playing? No. I, uh, no. That's so I sad. Think, think, that's so sad. It's so <laughs> sad. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I, I fucking love this Rope Hintz guy. Miro Hasten, I've been saying that for years. He might be the most underrated player in the fucking National Hockey League. That's fair. He is fucking good. Um, and Jake Andre is fucking stud. Uh, but Dallas, the cool thing about Dallas, and every I particularly appreciate hockey since it's a team sport because everybody kind of has a role. Everybody plays the role. You do what you got to do. That is the Minnesota Wild. And they're led by their head coach, who's a fucking psycho. <laughs> and the, and these guys have fully bought in. That's pretty much what I got. I, I really hope Minnesota comes back. Zuccarello had himself quite the game. I saw they were interviewing Lundquist, and he's like, yeah, he was like that uh, annoying little brother. He's like trying to feed Lundquist kids candy on Tuesday. And he's like, we don't do that on Tuesday, Zook. So like, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, wh- okay, here's one for you. Kirill, Kirill Kaprizov, he's been abused. Like he's They're going at him. And he just keeps getting up, and I'm I'm getting more and more respect for that kid because Russians tend to not do that, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe not tend, but that's that's kind of the uh, what's what I'm looking for preconceived notion, I guess stereotype around Russians is that they they shy away from that physical shit, and this, this kid just keeps he's like, give me another one. So, but yeah, that's kind of what I got here. I think the big stuff, uh, yeah, if you hit on it when you when I was, oh, I did it. 
Matt Dumba, yeah. game one, knocked Pavelski out, which was a clean hit. I, I don't care what you say. That was a clean hit. <clears throat> when you um, slow it down, it's not a, when, when, yeah, when you slow it down, it's not a clean hit. But when you're seeing it at regular speed, what the fuck is he supposed to do, dude? It was a clean, Austin hard Pavelski. hit with an unfortunate result. Yeah, and Pavelski's been in the league long enough to fucking make sure if you get rid of the puck, hey, like, head on a fucking swivel. And I think what happened was Hartman was kind of in the way of when this was happening. And I just – I don't think he saw him because, like – No, and then he hit his head on the ice as well. Yeah. So, so that was that was tough to see, but I mean, this is this is the second time this has happened to Pavelski in the playoffs. Don't you remember we against the Kings? So not the Kings. Uh, when he was on the Sharks and they played Vegas, and the Sharks ended up coming back. But I thought it was also clean. So, but yeah, Sagan comes in in Pavelski's spot, and he's playing like Sagan used to. It's like he get a little fountain of youth there. So he's been playing really well. In Game Three, uh, Felino challenged the bench. I don't know if you saw that. He was barking at he was barking at them all, waving them, and then every time he got mixed up with I don't remember who it was, he uh, pantomimed diving. He was going like this when he was out in the ice. Yeah. Uh, Dean Everton then accused the Dallas team of diving, where the Dallas head coach Peter DeBoer chirps back, "If I coached the most penalized team in the NHL, I'd say the same." So there's some nice little back and forth between the coaches. I hate Peter DeBoer. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Joel Eriksson-Eck. Only came back for 19 seconds before re-aggravating his injury, which was a shame. Oh, I did yeah. see that they were talking. I didn't know that that happened. Damn. Yeah. Hate to see it. So, but they series. almost, they almost, they almost pulled it off tonight. Zuccarello was out there. I think he had like a minute and 20 shift, and it felt like he had the puck for like 45 of the minute and 20. It's crazy. Like another most underrated player in the National Hockey League. Mm. Um. Pacific Division, Vegas Golden Knight, Winnipeg Jets. Game one, Vegas wins 5-1. Uh, game two, Vegas wins 5-1. Winnipeg won 5-1. Game two, Vegas wins 5-2. Game three, Vegas beats Winnipeg 5-4. Uh, double overtime. Eichel got on the board. He's got three goals. Petrangelo, four assists. Eichel's got four points. Uh, Brassoir only has an 897 save percentage. Adam Lowry, four goals, which was crazy. I didn't see that happening. Neil Pionk, five assists. Pionk, five points and 894 save percentage out of our boy that we hyped up so much. Listen, uh, Connor Hellebuck, the first two games, if it was the MVP, win and a loss, he was the MVP. <laughs> and Josh Morrissey's out for the for the series. It looked like he a, a, yeah, yeah, it looked like ACL. Um, and then in game three, I don't know if you uh, were going to mention this, but Vegas was up four to one in the third. Winnipeg storms back and ties it up. With uh, it was Adam, four to one the, it was a four seconds. to one in the third. I didn't yeah. know it was in the third. No shit. I watched the game. That was a fucking sick game to watch. Yeah. And they scored with like not that much time left. Winnipeg went crazy. They had the whiteout. It it was a cool atmosphere. It's just one of those things where like I thought Hellebuck was going to steal this series. Now I'm kind of I don't know because Jack Eichel's showing up. Jack Eichel's putting the fucking puck in the back of the net. Mark Stone's playing Mark Stone hockey. Jonathan Marshall's fucking buzzing. You still got Wild Bill. Fill the thrill. Like you have yeah. people on that fucking They're team. Deep. Right? And then you look at Winnipeg, and I I do like how heavy they are. Um, but <clears throat> I I think I used to be a Shifley guy. I don't think I'm a Shifley guy anymore, man. Like still I think good Hague, Hague challenged him to a fight, and like Shifley kind of hid behind the ref and like pretend like he was gonna do something about it. Like you weren't really gonna do anything about it. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I have him as my hero of the week. If I do, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't have him, so we're just going to talk about it right now. Morgan Barron is yep. a fucking savage. Takes a skate to the face. They said 75 plus stitches, and he barely made the period, yep. and he came right back. And all around his eye, Canadian, but he went to Cornell. I wouldn't expect an Ivy League guy to do that. So that was, and you know, he was a Rangers prospect. <clears throat> they traded him, and. He's really like you can tell he's not just out there to be out. Like he he's a player on the team. He's a valued player on the team. He gets pucks deep. He finishes his hits. He's always around the net. Nice to see that out of him. Um, I'm trying to think if there's uh Neil Pionk, dude, with Morrissey being out. This guy's just eating minutes. He's been fucking great for Winnipeg yeah. ever since he got there. Uh that's pretty much what I have on this. I kind of if I could change my answer, I probably think Vegas is gonna win, but that's what I got. I'm sticking with Winnipeg. I I still think there's, I still think they'll get it done. I really do. I just think they have the best goalie in the Western Conference. Yeah, <clears throat> Jake Andre would want to talk to you about that, but 
And honestly, next goalie that we're going to talk about, Jonas Corposal at 931. Bob. Yeah, lately, yeah, tonight it looked ridiculous at the beginning, although it's tied up now. But uh, So Edmonton Oilers, LA Kings, game one. The Kings won four to three in overtime. Uh, Edmonton taking stupid penalties. No, late. no, Kings won the first game. King, yeah, Kings beat the Edmonton four to three in overtime. The Oilers were taking fucking stupid penalties. Game two, Edmonton won four to two. Game three, the Kings won three to two. Tonight, Browning keeps mentioning that they're on. Now, there was like a high stick play, and I didn't get. I saw the high stick, but I didn't see the whole fucking play. But apparently, there it's Edmonton fans think that the play should have been blown dead because there was a high stick. It wasn't, and then that's when they scored in overtime or scored to win. Oh, in game three, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see that. The end. I, saw, I saw the stick. I didn't see the play afterwards. Um, this is kind of a crazy series. So dry settle, three goals, three assists. Six points. This is before the game tonight, at least. Skinner had a 900 save percentage. Kempe, three goals. Kopitar, four assists. Kopitar, five points. 931 save percentage out of Corpusala, who was a uh, deadline pickup from the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I just uh, – I feel like Edmonton's just kind of like the Western Conference Toronto Maple Leafs, except for they've gotten out of the first round before. But they always fucking blow it. Like, you have Connor McDavid, dude. Yeah, you would think. I, I reached out to Kenton, and I said uh, – I go, give me how you're feeling heading into tonight's game. Do you think it's a must win? He go, it definitely is in my mind. I think we haven't seen the Oilers play their best game yet. Maybe for little stretches at the most, a period, but we have to put in the full 60 plus. I think they'll have a statement game tonight, though. Fingers crossed, LOL. Ken, so, hockey guy. So nervous. So nervous. You know, yeah, nervous, but hockey guy telling us they got to play a full 60. Like, yeah. fucking get, get him interviewed yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, they just tied it up three to three. I guess, you know, all that shit's going on. Uh, Will Farrell, I think you're going to talk about a little bit, had the bug in his face painted. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is another series that I would I would consider must watch. Like, it's just an electric electric atmosphere. They're definitely laying the body on McDavid. They're trying to make it hard for him. Same with Dry Sidle. Dry Sidle bitching about the reps, man. Hmm. 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 Uh, but yeah, that's kind of that's what I have for this series. You have anything else? I mean, no. Who do you know who scored tonight? I can look this up really quick. Uh, I didn't see. I know Fiala has Fiala had uh figured into two out of the three goals for the Kings, and I know that uh Kopitar scored a third. I don't so remember. Lardy, Arvidsson, and Kopitar, Arvidsson with one hell of a fucking dive. And people tell me that he wasn't that wasn't a dive. Like, yeah, he got tripped, but the whole fucking spin around and flopped, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bud. And then Drysdale's got two goals. Uh, Bouchard's got a goal. McDavid two assists. Uh, Kevin Fiala two assists too for. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we'll talk about him later when we when we talk about players that have impressed you. So I'll we'll wait on that. But dump and change, Brownie. Uh, all right. So dump and change. Uh, first baseman Cody Bellinger of the Chicago Cubs uh, hit a 420 foot home run, and it was on 420. And his anytime home run odds and live betting are also plus 420. There you go. One of those number things. Yeah. Uh, this is a new and frightening thing. Uh, apparently, scammers are using AI to mimic people's scared voices to get ransom money out of family and friends. So awesome. I don't see this being bad at all. Aunt Debbie, I'm coming for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wrexham United. You know, it's always sunny in Wrexham, right? The, the yep. Ryan Reynolds and mm-hmm. uh, Rob McElhenney. Uh, they won and were promoted to League Two for the first time since 2008. So apparently, if you want your lower tier team to move up, have a couple millionaires buy it and dump a whole lot of money into it. Uh, CC Ottawa Senators. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the Chicago Cubs will be the first Major League Baseball team to sell CBD drinks in their stadium. Yeah, that'll that'll end well. Call me when it's THC instead of CBD. Oh yeah, who cared? That's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. But wow. it's it's hey, that's the first step on the slippery slope. Uh, police in Canada are investigating an after an air cargo container vanished from Toronto's Pearson Airport with over 15 million in gold bars and other valuables. There have been no suspects identified, and the police have no leads at this time. Dude, Canada's fucking crazy. I was just talking to I was at my buddy's house and his neighbor. We grew up playing hockey with him. He went to Montreal for a bachelor party, and his mom just got a car, and his mom let him buy the car, borrow the car to bring up there. Goes. Goes up there and they're in like a gated, like an apartment complex or wherever they stayed. 
goes out the next morning to get in his car. His car's fucking gone. And I guess what they're doing in, in Montreal right now is that's like there's a way that you can hack into key fobs and just take the car. So he calls the cops. He's like, oh, yeah, that's probably that's probably already on a boat. But you have to wait like 60 days to report yeah. a stolen car. So that's- Remember Mitch Marner got robbed? Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, sticking with Canada, a woman uh, on BC's Sunshine, uh, British Columbia's Sunshine Coast woke up to a bear that had broken in her Suzuki, I guess at like three in the morning, and drank uh, 69 nice cans of uh, soda in her car. The sweet tooth black bear left three cans untouched. They were all diet. I call bullshit on it being 69 cans of soda. That's what she was reported. She was uh, like a manager of like a, like a food pantry type thing. Uh, 72 could be a divisible thing, right? Like, yeah, 12 times six. So six, 12 packs. So yeah, that could, that could work. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. He didn't drink the diet. So there you, you see go. that fucking math right there, dude? Pretty I still good, got buddy. it, man. Butter. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we already talked about Rangers and Bruins. We do have some Northeastern fucking updates. So Helen Husky time. So for Northeastern, uh, they had their uh, season-ending uh, uh, banquet for the team, and Chloe. Uh, Chloe, did Roy, you get the invite? I know. I I wish I did. No, I wow, didn't. Yeah, Coach Carp. Carp. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he, he was probably probably could have brought a plus one. Oh my god! <laughs> I would have thought for sure you would have dressed to the nines for that fucking thing too. Yeah, as much as I do, you I might have had worn a on in that stupid fucking hat. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Chloe Award, friend of the podcast, and Lily yeah. Jovetich, who is a great player, both uh, won the Catherine Waldo Seventh Player Award, which is apparently the only award they give out at their annual banquet, which I, two, I think is pretty good. Players, how can two players win the Seventh Player Award? Might have been offense and defensive, is my guess. Or maybe they tied. Maybe it was a vote and they tied. Okay. Uh, and then they had the Howling Huskies Award, which is for all the sport teams at Northeastern. Yeah. And the uh, hockey team was named the female team of the year. Woo! Uh, yeah, Alina Mueller, friend of the podcast, was named the top female athlete. Yeah. Chloe Aurora, again, friend, friend of the podcast, friend, friend, friend of the was podcast. named the Rollins, the Rollins Award winner, which is goes for the top female scholar athlete. You're so smart, dude. Exactly. And then Mia Brown, who wasn't on the podcast, but her mom is very, very nice, and I've met her a number of times. Uh, she was she was awarded the Social Justice Advocate Award. So good on good on Mia, the yeah, pride of South Woodstock, Vermont, if memory serves. Good on you, Mia. Yep, good on you. So there you go. Uh, beer league roundup, man. I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> we had our last regular season game of the year. Uh, it actually, you know, in terms of playoff seedings, like I think the teams that were between third place and sixth or seventh place all were separated by one point. So there was something on the line, although it's just beer league, so it's not really yeah, yeah, yeah. Months or whatever. Uh Couple things. So I I was a content machine today, dude. I got tons of stuff on YouTube, Instagram, whatever. I'm watching hockey. I got to tape my sticks pregame. You know, I love to fucking do that. Got them all nice and waxed. Uh, I played tonight. I wasn't hungover, which was, I think that's that's honestly what I mean. I'm not young any anymore. <laughs> I can't do that. But ended up winning five to four. Your boy three goals and assists. Scored with like a minute thirty left between the leg backhand. Keep the fucking change, bud. So, uh, pretty good game. Boys battled. It was it was a good team win. So, pe- people listening to this probably gonna think I'm such a fucking loser because I'm breaking down beer league hockey. But in the second and third periods, our team finally bought into just playing fucking simple for the first time the whole year, getting the pucks out, making fucking hard passes, like the little fucking things. The team we played against, they have a line that's the best line in the league. They have a kid who plays center. Who's if I were to pick anybody to be on my line in this league, he'd be like a top two player for sure. They got one kid who can just score. He's like a sniper. And then they have another kid who just fucking works super, super hard. So like in, in our beer league team, uh, beer league, like that's like a really, really good line. We were able to kind of shut them down after the second period, uh, after the first period, talking to the boys on the bench, like, Hey, we got to keep a third guy high. And we actually fucking did it. And it worked. Who would have thought? So nice. uh, shout out Cooper returned from suspension. Uh, and he, uh, he, he took a penalty tonight, dude. I had the puck in the corner. I, I fucking going down the lane. I get the puck in the corner. They blow the whistle. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? He's at the blue line. He went into the zone and that kid that I just talked about, that's like pretty good. Goes right up to him, just fucking slashes his stick right out of his hands. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? But that's Cooper. Cooper's going to Cooper. That a boy uh, Coop. That a boy Coop. So it was good. We ended up winning five, four goalie made a big fucking save there at the end. Uh, so one of my favorite things to do now, 
is <clears throat> penalty killing in beer league. Right. I love taking the face off in our defensive zone because if I can just chip the puck through the center and go around him, the defensemen are always fucking flat footed and I just put it off the boards and then it's a foot race. And so we end up, we take a penalty defensive zone, draw, I'm taking the fucking face off. I go right through the center, chip off the boards, created a foot battle. Might've taken a little bit of a dive, but <laughs> uh, we were, we were fucking even strength literally took me like 10 seconds to make that happen. So that was good. It was good beer league time. Um, that's kind of what I have. We got playoffs next week. So we'll see. Well, our game that was rescheduled, rescheduled, rescheduled has finally happened Tuesday, our last game. So okay. thank God the Bruins are playing Wednesday. Otherwise, I swear to God, kicked down the road for another two fucking weeks. So I haven't skated in like three weeks. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. All right, heroes and zeros. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Heroes and zero sign. I'm going to go zero. No, I'll go hero. Zero of the week. ESPN. Ray Ferraro. Hates the Rangers. Fucking. And it sucks because I think when I listen to him do. Didn't he play for the Rangers? I think that's why he hates the Rangers. I think that's going out there. Like people call him out about it on Twitter and he like gets all pissy. What sucks is I hear him do other games. I'm like, he's really fucking good. Whenever Whenever it's Rangers, it's always like he's just on them. So. And P.K. Subban, dude, plays for the Devils for, like, one year, blows out fucking eight ACLs, and then shows up with a Ric Flair fucking thing. It's like, I thought, I couldn't have been more wrong about something. I thought he was going to be great for hockey post-career. I thought he was going to be really electric and shit. And uh, somebody, I tweeted this out, and somebody tweeted back at me. and was like, during quarantine, he did, like, a show, like, his own show. And they were like, it was great. Like, he was who he was. It was, it was informative. It was good. He's just a hardo, dude. He's trying way too fucking hard. And when you put him with like Messi and Chelios, like they got to redo that whole fucking thing. So he is, he's trying to go viral. And I think the problem is, is on TNT, like Biz does stuff which is over the top. But I think just the way Biz goes about it, it's more natural. Yeah. Maybe, you know, although sometimes I feel like Biz is trying a little hard too. I like the panel tonight with uh, Colby Armstrong and Keith Yandel. I thought they were good. It was yeah. funny, but it was also informative. It wasn't like, Biz acting up, you know what I mean? Yeah. It sometimes just like give me the fucking facts and the insight, you know. Sure. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm gonna jump on this because I also have a TV related zero. Mm-hmm. Uh NHL, some free advice from your boy Brownie. Make it easier to watch the fucking games as opposed to harder. So in New England, the only way you can get Nesson, unless you do this fucking Nesson 360 app, which is never gonna work. And I think Direct TV. I don't even know if Direct TV has it anymore. But you, if you're if you cut the cord, the only thing you can do is Fubo, and then Fubo doesn't have TNT and TBS. So then, if you go and you do YouTube TV, you get TNT and TBS, but you don't get fucking Nesson. Mm-hmm. So everybody's got fucking ESPN. Every fucking server put it on ESPN. And tonight they didn't have the NHL playoffs on. You know why? Because the fucking XFL was showing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And the NHL Network. You own the NHL. Put it on there. Yeah. Like, make it easier, not harder. You want to grow the game, fucking donkeys. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Good zero. My hero of the week. We brought up 420 earlier. It's been four years since my old man passed away. Pretty brutal. But on that day, I hung out with my buddy Clap. Uh, we did the brakes on my truck. We grilled. We got to watch the Rangers and the Devils. It meant a lot to me. I got to hang out with my best buddies. My buddy Dakota came over. They had like this little barbecue thing. It was just a really, really good time. So my Hero of the Week goes to him uh, and all that good stuff. The next day I had a blink. uh, My blinker light was out. So I picked up the part, went over there. We fucking put that in. So just doing some blue collar shit, you know. So uh, Hero of the Week goes to him and the old man. Four years. Fuck. So that's what I got. Yeah, once you told me about your dad, I was like, oh man, I was so excited that I got my truck on 420. And then I was like, ah, I got <laughs> he would have been he would have been proud because he's a heavy Chevy guy. So <laughs> well, all right. Before my zero, I have one more zero. Before my hero, I have one more zero. Fuck off, Will Farrell. Right. Because he has to show up at the game with his fucking face painted up and everything. I'm so tired of this fucking guy. Look, it's not about you. You don't have to always be on. You know what I mean? Just go to the game. Be a fan. I saw a thing where he's got a kid who's trying to be like a uh, musician, and he's jumping up on stage and jumping around. Like, dude, let your fucking kid have the spotlight. It's Mm -hmm. not all about you. This is why I can't stand him unless he's in like a 
like a supporting role. Like he's not the fucking star. And oh, it's just so fucking thirsty for attention. I fucking can't stand it. Damn. Okay. So there you go. Okay. Fuck off, Will Ferrell. Yep. We just lost a hundred subscribers. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I can't be the only one that feels this way. <laughs> Uh, all right, so my hero is uh, Mike Myers, and in a related twist, Shrek himself, who he is, Mike Myers is Shrek, right? Mm -hmm. So today, the Bruins are on at uh, 3.30. My wife was fucking gassed, and she's like, I've been doing all this shit. I am going to fucking lay down. You got Riley. And I'm like, uh, Bruins are on this afternoon. <laughs> so, luckily... Uh, Shrek 1 and Shrek 2 and then something called Shrek Tales was all she sat in the other room, watched that, and I was like, I could see her out of the corner of my eye. I sat at the computer and, you know, did the full screen and watched the Bruins on the computer. And uh, she was like, yeah. at the right, she was at the right dot. You had the peripherals going. They exactly. Exactly. I could have hit it with for the one one T right yeah. there. No problem. But uh, so, yeah. So thanks to Mike Myers and Shrek. I was able to watch two and a half periods of hockey uninterrupted. And then at the uh, the TV timeout in the third, she was like, Dad, do you want to watch in here? And I made it into the living room for the end of the game. So there you go. Um, right. You brought up Mike Myers. I'm just bringing that. You ever seen the movie Heavyweights? Mike Myers not in it, but. Heavyweights. With Ben Stiller, Uncle Tony. It's a fat camp and like Keenan Thompson's in it. You've never I don't, seen I don't think so. fucking heavyweights, so. dude. Oh, you would fucking love it. It's a classic. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. You've never <laughs> seen heavyweights? No. Oh, no. my God. Congratulations. You're the fattest boy in camp. I can't believe you've never seen that movie. It's awesome. I'm going to watch it now. Ian Thompson came out and said because Ben Stiller proved that they're going to do a heavyweights too. So hopefully it ends right. up being pretty good. Actually, here's a funny thing about Shrek. Do you know it was supposed to be Chris Farley? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. He was going to be the voice of Shrek, so he wasn't going to have the Scottish accent. It was just going to be Chris Farley. Well, I, I, that would have probably been really funny. I'm a big Chris Farley guy. so Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, we only have one more segment. Three stars. There you go. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Love it. All right, three stars. So I came up with this one. Playoffs. We're going to talk about three players that we didn't necessarily think were like brand name players that we just, that we would want on our squad in the playoffs. I think it's a pretty good one. So, so I fucked this up. Oh, great. How'd you fuck it up? Because I thought you said, what three players would you want on your team from the other playoff teams? Okay. So McKinnon, McDavid and fucking. So I picked at least three from every team. Okay. Well, I just, I kind of picked some guys that I kind of, so you're Are not talking of, superstars, not McDavid, not Kale McCarr. No. Okay. No. So my honorable mentions, Tyler Bertuzzi, I think he's having a great fucking playoff for the Bruins. And I can't pick the Bruins and you can't pick the Rangers, correct? Exactly. exactly. Okay. So Tyler Bertuzzi, um, Philip Deneau, he should, probably should be in my top three, but he's done a pretty good job taking out Connor McDavid or at least limiting him, limiting the scoring chances. And Martin Natchez. On Carolina, that's my other honorable mention. Uh, my third star, Rope Hint. I I I think when you I think, think of the argument, stars, he's a star though. Yeah, but I think when you think of the stars, I think of Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Like I think those are the two ones that you kind of. Jason I think, Robertson. I think it, yeah, I think this is. It, it's becoming his team. So my third star shout out to Fink Rope Hint. So, I did it the way I said, and I had. The hardest time picking just three guys from the Minnesota Wild. Mm -hmm. What a fucking squad, dude. So for my honorable mention, I'm just going to list all these guys. Uh, Marcus Foligno, Ryan Hartman, Matt Zuccarello. Ryan Hartman, Zuc. Marcus Johansson, Matt Boldy, Jared Spurge, and Ryan Reeves. Could all play on my team. Yeah, Jared Spurge. one of them. Jared Spurge is super underrated. So uh, my third star, oh, I'm torn. You know what? I'm gonna have two of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do tie for third star. Uh, Matt Dumba and Shea Theodore. Those are my two third stars. <laughs> I would say I would think Shea Theodore is kind of a superstar. But All right. I thought so too. But I try to slip it by you. Then my third star is Matt Dumba. I fucking, good... before the hit. I fucking. I know you always play. talk about how you're a Dumba guy, so that yeah. makes sense. Um, good pick. My second star goes to Sam Bennett. We've talked about him quite a bit. I, he's an impact guy for the Panthers. 
he's a fucking motherfucker to play against. Who, who did he spear in the nuts when he was on the ground? Was that Hathaway? Hathaway. It's like little shit like that, dude. Little grimy little shit like that goes a long way for me. So Sam Bennett, my number two star. Sam Bennett is also my number two star uh, for the reasons you said. And we said in our preview, I was like, oh, big fucking loss for them is that Sam Bennett's not playing. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it was going to be for the whole first series, but mm-hmm. it was just the first game. But, yeah, Sam Bennett's a motherfucker. I would take him on my team every day, all day. Big time. And then my number one star is Neil Pionk. Uh, Josh Morrissey goes down and Pionk fucking steps up, dude. He he's He's always kind of – it was weird when he was on the Rangers. He was kind of like the guy, you know, he was good, but he's going to be the guy that's kind of kind of get dealt kind of a thing. So I, I just love the the shit that he's doing in Winnipeg. He Who did he cross-check in the last game of the year? He got fined for it. I think it was uh, Johansson. And, again, another motherfucker to play against, and he battles. His compete level's up there. He's not the biggest dude. He'll block shots. He'll throw hits. He's kind of a dirty guy to play against, too. So he'd be my number one star. So with all due respect to my uh, my wayward – wandered sheep of Nola Chari and Curtis Lazar as much as I would like to see them back in the fold. Uh, my number one star for this, you know who it is, the one that got away, Ryan Lindgren. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. think – you can't call him a superstar on that team. He would be on some other teams. But, uh, fuck, man, give me this kid. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to – like, I'm trying to, like, envision him on the Bruins, and it would be – can you imagine him and McAvoy paired? It would be him and McAvoy, and then it would be Lindholm and I think it would be Lindholm and Carlo, and then it would be Forbert and Orloff for your third pair, which is insane. And yeah. then you got Clifton and Grizzlick for inevitably when Lindgren gets hurt. So, <laughs> you know, that's the only downside of the guy. The way he plays, his body can't – what's it? His body can't cash the checks his heart rights or something like that. Yeah. I'll give you an audible mention because you gave me a ranger, Charlie Coyle. Yeah, now, right? Yeah. He's grown on me quite a bit in the in the fucking four games of the postseason, but he's an absolute fucking beast. Yeah. So that's what we have for the podcast. Would you have anything else for the people at home, Brian? As always, this is the time of year when this guy would shine when he was around. And I just read actually, I went down a rabbit hole. I may or may not have ordered some Aguila stuff today. Um, but uh, it was in between periods and I couldn't leave the computer. Um, God bless you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are. And please come on the podcast, especially when all my stuff that I ordered comes so I can wear it to interview and make it super awkward. We got to I'm going to that's going to be my next baby that I'm going to try to make happen. If we can get again on the pod, that'd be sick. That would be sick. Um, but thanks guys for tuning in everybody for subscribing all that shit we really really appreciate it. if you're watching this video make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel if you're listening to our podcast tell all your friends about it uh we're trying to bring as much hockey as we possibly can i know that we're idiots half the time but thank you for tuning in that's uh, the brand yep and we will talk to you guys next week see ya